La 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 la. What's up, fam? Happy whatever day it is to you. Okay, so about a year ago, I got on my stories, um, did a whole like hundred slide story on how I grew my Instagram, why I think it's been growing like it has, and all my opinions on it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it was one of the most shared stories. So I thought I would just bring it to the podcast. Actually, I have been asked many times to just bring it to the podcast. Can't take credit for this thought, to be completely honest. Um, so that's what we're going to chat about today. Happy almost 4th of July, if you're listening to this live. Hope everyone has a safe, fun weekend. Don't drink and drive. Um, if you do, you're a huge piece of shit. Anyway, um, before I get into the whole Instagram growth thing, um, I was reminded a few times that I forgot to talk about the whole Joe Biden falling off of his bike thing last week. So um, just to recap, I posted, I'm sure that you saw it if you're on social media, the meme that everyone had floating around of Joe Biden falling off of his bike um, and like laughing and making fun of him. And I said on my story, no matter what you think, making fun of an old man for falling off of his bike is not nice. And I obviously can't share my political thoughts on Instagram because that's a big no-no these days, having an opinion. Um, So I said that I would talk about it on my podcast and I forgot last week, so I deeply apologize. Um, Here's just, and again, I'm going to say this because I think it needs to be said sometimes. This is my opinion. This is not... uh, what everyone's opinion should be. This is not what I think everyone should think. Um, I am not a news center, news outlet. I don't really talk about politics all that much because I'm not a news outlet. Um, We don't know everything. If we think that because we watch CNN or Fox News that we know all the facts of everything, I think that we're silly to think that. Um, And I just don't love politics. So I just don't like to talk about it. And, you know, I got disabled because I said that I didn't like Joe Biden. So or that's what I think. So anyway, in my opinion, okay, again, this is my opinion. Do we think that this old man who some people literally are trying to like prove that he has dementia Um, can't form sentences sometimes. Do we think that he is actually making all of these decisions? Like sometimes he can't read, you know? And so in my opinion, I feel like he's a bit of a puppet and the people are behind the scenes making the decisions and he's just repeating them. Um, But I just think that He's like legit an old man who might be sick um, and he needs to like be in a home maybe or just definitely not the face of our country. And I think that, and again, I don't know everything. None of us know everything, but I just find like the fact, uh, what's his wife's name? Jill, the family. Like, I think that they need to have a little bit of accountability for like putting this man through it. And the whole thing, why I said that on my um, Instagram is because like, no matter what you think at the end of the day, Joe Biden is like an old man. Like he's like someone's grandfather. Um, And we're making fun of him falling off his bike and maybe like hurting himself. And I just, you know, I, I just, my mind went to like my dad and like, if you didn't agree with what my dad was doing politically, but then you were like making fun of him for falling off of his bike, I don't know, just seems a little fucking twisted. And I think that everyone can just 
like have a little bit of empathy. Um, again, again, I don't agree with what he, his political party, a lot of what he is doing, a lot of what he is saying, no. But I also am like a human being and know that he's a human being and maybe like making fun of him. Um, it's just like how Trump like was mocking people with um, disabilities, like piece of fucking shit. You know what I mean? Like not someone I like love representing us. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, my thought process is just like everyone is getting so like angry and mad at each other. And I get that there's so many fucking serious things going on in the world right now, but like making fun of someone falling off their bike, just ain't it. Like no matter what you fucking think about the dude, about his decisions, whatever, just like, I don't know. I would love to see people maybe just be a little bit more kind, empathetic. I don't fucking know. Anyway, this is why I don't talk politics. Anyway. Um, okay. So Instagram back to the really important things in life. Um, okay. So a little bit of history for context. Um, in the beginning of 2020, uh, great year <laughs> decided that, you know, after years and years of my friends telling me to do so that I would start this whole like Instagram thing. Right. So literally one day I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, and a, not another backstory, but I am the kind of person who I don't wait till I'm qualified for something to start it. Like I said in last week's episode about sales, um, how my financial advisor was like, some people need to know how, why, where the watch is made. And some people just want to know what the fucking time it is. I just want to know what time it is in the, and that, and I say that because like, I didn't, ask a bunch of people for their opinion about how to start an Instagram. I didn't look into different things that I could do. I didn't decide what my color scheme was going to be for my feed. I'm a very messy person. I do almost every, I start almost everything being super unqualified, not knowing what I'm doing. Um, and I just start and I learn as I go, because that for me is how I learn. I learn by doing and like fucking up and then fixing it and moving forward like that. I'm not a like textbook sort of person where I have to know everything, have a plan. I'm not like a plan sort of person. A lot of people ask like, hey, what is your content schedule? I'm like, what the fuck is a content schedule? Like, oh, you don't plan out what you're going to post? Fuck no, absolutely not. Like, and not saying that that's wrong, that is just not me. Like, and maybe I do need a little bit more structure. I talked to my friend Marg about this a lot. Um, I have zero structure, zero plan. I just fucking go. Again, not saying that that's right. But I say this all because in my opinion, with an Instagram, what you're doing is pretty much sharing your brand, which is your personality and who you are as a human being. And you don't need to plan that because when you plan shit like that, that's when it gets like fake and scripted and nobody likes that shit. And anyway, so, um, where was I? Okay. So I had just gotten back from Tulum and, um, I had a few people ask, you know, like I had been right. I had 800, I think I had like 850 followers at the beginning of 2020 Today, I have uh, a little bit over 27,000. So two years later, grew. That's That was the growth, okay? So, um, but with that 800-something followers, I was already, like, sharing things here and there. So when I was in Tulum, I had a, 
people ask about bathing suits, about cover-ups, sunscreen, what kind of makeup do you wear to the beach? Um, and I was answering them. I had been answering them. So it was just like a conversation anyway. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to fucking start this. Like, um, people are asking, my friends ask sometimes, I love to share. So also my dad always reminds me of this, but even as a kid, I've always been an oversharer, right? So like we would go to that, what's that fucking store? The limited two. And I would make my entire family, like before school started, you know, when you get like fresh new clothes, um, I would make my entire family sit down on the couch and I would do a fashion show of my ugly ass fucking clothes. And I would, you know, mix and match them and be like, okay, these pants, JCPenney, like so cute. They're from last season. However, this top is limited too. And I stole this Hollister sweatshirt from my rich fucking friend. Um, and I would make them sit there and I would do all this weird shit with my hair and I would go to school. You know, remember those fucking, the scrunchies that had the fake hair in them and they were like rainbow or I had a blue and purple one. And then I found that like, I, and I mean this humbly, obviously, <laughs> me with my fucking rainbow hair, would go into school and I felt like I had, I've always said this, I'm, I've always been like unnecessarily confident. Like I was a troll. I looked like a troll with rainbow hair, to be completely honest. I shaved my eyebrows off, whatever. And I would walk into school and people would be like, oh, where is that from? And I like loved to tell them, oh, I got this at Walmart, 99 cents, like cool. And then I like loved when people would start wearing fucking rainbow hair. Like I loved to, I don't want to say influence, but I loved to like try things. And then people would either make fun of me or try them themselves. And I truly like didn't care. I just loved to do that. I don't really know if that makes any sense. But anyway, I would like tell my friends the best soccer cleat or my team, you know, the best soccer cleats. And oh, I just got these new shorts and these are the best fucking pre-wrap to put in your hair. Um, I don't know. I just loved to like overshare. As I got older, I started to overshare like emotions and stuff. And that's a whole different fucking topic. But anyway, so then it's like what? April, 2020. And I apply for a like to know it. Very important in my opinion. Um, I applied like five times, got declined, denied. And then I got accepted. And I remember my first sale, it was a, a Frankie's bikini bottom that I wore in Tulum. That's pretty much a fucking thong. It's like $88 and I made 80 cents. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm rich. This is it. Um, just kidding. But then the fucking pandemic hits, right? Like what a great time to be alive. Um, and mind you, I'm at ADP at the time. I actually, uh, someone brought this up. They're like, didn't you work at ADP? in my last episode, yes. And I hated it. It was my least favorite job I've ever had. It was so boring. I also wasn't good at it. And it was just a fucking drag. Some people love it, know people who still work there and they fucking love it. And that's amazing. It was not for me. Um, but I was making good money there. So I'm like, whatever, I'll just keep trucking along at ADP because I found this new hobby. And that is a key word here, guys, is hobby. Like I loved recommending and sharing shit and I would have continued to do it for free because I had been doing it for free like my whole life. Like I look back in my archive of my uh, like stories and posts and stuff, even from like 2018, 19, like I was buying clothes and trying them on on my stories. Not really like full blown, but I would take pictures of my outfits all the fucking time. 
Anyway, no, I'm all over the place. Here is a thing that I think is wrong with people who try to grow their Instagrams. They try to grow it based on, um, uh, or only looking to monetize, okay? And people go into this business and they either don't have a backup job or they're doing, they're like starting it from scratch, but they want it to be their full-time gig and they don't have another source of income. So they turn into desperation mode, okay? So I share this on my highlights or on my story that I did, but just full transparency, okay? I get reached out to by brands every single day and they say, hey Gretchen, we'll give you $2,000 to post about this weight loss tea on your stories. If I was someone who didn't have another job or um, was, was starting this Instagram and it was my only source of income, I would go into desperation mode and I would say, yep, okay, I'm gonna take that $2,000 and I'm gonna post about this skinny tea. And then I become like everyone else in the world. Or sorry, sorry, I don't mean that. I become like those influencers who you don't love, who you don't trust because you can tell they're doing it just for the money, okay? So when all, like I decline, and again, so humbly, I decline thousands and thousands of dollars from brands every month because I am way more concerned about my brand, my trust level with my followers, um, and being authentic with them. I'm way more concerned about that than I am about getting a couple thousand dollars because transparently, if my following trusts me, and believes what I say, then I am going to make more money in the long term because they know that what I'm sharing, I actually love. You know what I mean? I'm not out here schlepping every single thing under the sun, which is a very untrustworthy thing to do, if that makes sense. So anyway, to back up, when I first started this, I had, I had like my job, my nine to five, and I was good with that. Um, yes, I have a very entrepreneurial mind and I was like, okay, maybe one day I can really monetize this. Um, and this will be great, but it's just like with my podcast, I don't make money off my fucking podcast. Like, yeah, Manscaped paid me. Um, I have the discount code with them. Yeah. But I don't do it because I want to monetize it. However, I know that like one day I could, um, but that's not why I do it anyway. So when I think about, um, uh, where was I? So when I, when I started, right, my main concern was, or my main focus was on building relationships with my following. I wanted them to trust me and I wanted them to see me as a valuable resource. Okay. So when people asked me my opinion, I was, and I'm always very honest because that's being a valuable resource, a valuable resource. Yeah. If I, uh, was to say, oh yeah, I love everything under the sun and I'm, you know, talking about skinny tea and uh, then they're seeing me post about this like fucking alarm clock, like weird shit. That is not trustworthy in my opinion. And that's like the circle of uh, bad reputation that influencers get because they go into desperation mode. And I remember this one girl, she kind of, she yelled at me because she's a 
bang energy chick, which is fine. If you like that shit, that's great. But I just always use that example. It's the same thing with Tula. So sorry if, sorry if you're a person who, uh, whatever. Um, is I can, I'm like thinking of a few people who I know who they started Instagrams and they are um, more concerned about making like a thousand bucks here, 500 bucks here, whatever the amount is, because they don't have something else to support them um, financially. So they're taking all these deals not realizing that it's just lowering and lowering and lowering their credibility. And credibility is the financial move, if that makes sense. I don't really know how to say that. But in the long run, you will make more money as a quote influencer or anyone on the internet who is making recommendations, has a like to know it, whatever. Like you will make more money if you have credibility and trust. And I think that some people just don't, understand that because brands sometimes do a really good job of coming to these micro influencers, we could call us, and being like, hey, I'll give you $3,000, a large amount of money to talk about so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so thing. I'm sorry, but anyone who pushes skinny tea on their fucking Instagram is one, extremely irresponsible, and two, it's just not believable. Nobody believes that shit. Do we? We don't believe that, right? Skinny tea? Come on. So people ask, you know, how did you grow your Instagram? How has it grown so fast? Um, questions like that quite often. And what I say to them is this business, like any business, said this last episode, is based on referrals. So, and and honestly, I wish, and not saying that I am right or anything like that, but I just wish that other, that everyone thought like this, because if everyone had this thought process, then the world of social media of people who are, quote, influencing um, would be beautiful, right? My thought process here is if I don't add value or help or make someone smile or make someone's day or make them feel better about themselves, whatever it is, if I don't do that, then why the fuck would someone refer me to their friends, okay? I'm always thinking like, okay, these people, um, you, you know, my, my following, they, they go out to dinner with their friends or they're, you know, in the pandemic, they're having like FaceTime happy hours. What are they talking about? At some point, it's going to come up like, oh, I follow this girl on Instagram. It's either going to be, in my opinion, one or two things like, oh, this girl is great. She adds value in X, Y, and Z ways. I love when she taught us how to French braid our hair. Um, she recommends great skincare products that helped me with my acne scarring. And I like her dogs, let's say. Oh, okay, I wanna go follow her. It's like a, it's like referral. So it's either that or it's, oh my gosh, this girl sucks and is an asshole and maybe they'll go follow them because they want like the drama and the tea, sure. But I always want to feel, I always say this, like that I'm, I always wanna feel like I'm adding value and that I'm helping them in some sort of way. And it doesn't have to be making money, but it's a, um, it's, it's uh, sharing things, no matter what it is, like I can just think of 5 million things, sharing things that people can find value from. They feel better about themselves. Like um, 
popular thing to say as well, but like you can control who you follow. What you consume is who you become. I always just think that people who have an online presence have such a fucking high responsibility that like people are either going to feel better when they talk to you or see what you post, or they're going to feel worse about themselves. And I think that influencers in general in the past have had such a bad rap for making people feel like shit about themselves. It's what I've always said. The people who get on their stories and like make make other people feel like shit, um, ain't it. And that's when I think people get the bad rap. So anyway, um, I'm trying to make sure that I'm like hitting on everything. Here's another thing. Um, a lot, I got a lot of responses from this when I shared it on my stories. So a little insider look at influencing, if you will, a brand. So let's talk about Kiehl's, right? I love Kiehl's products. My whole entire family does. Troy loves them. Like I just love that brand so much. Um, and I work with them. I have, you know, they come to me with partnerships. Hold on. I got a burp. So they come to me and they say, Hey, Gretch, we've got this new product. Um, we would love to send it to you so that you can try it. And we have such an honest and open communication. I love them so much that they know that if I try something, I've tried a couple of their products where I'm like, eh, I don't really love this. I don't want to talk about it. And they know that. And there's no like contract. Okay. But what other brands and influencers, whatever, they have this, uh, contract in place. It says, the brand says, I'm going to send X influencer this product and you are going to talk about it on your stories. These are the things you're going to say about it. And I'm going to pay you X amount. And, um, you have to pre-record this and send it to us before you do. Um, so that we make sure you're not saying anything crazy, which I get, um, if they're going to pay you, they don't want, you know, you can't be saying that it does X, Y, and Z when it doesn't, I get that. Um, and you have to post it by this date. So what happens is let's say it's a skincare product, a influencer can get that product, try it. And then let's say that it gives them like a rash on their face or it makes them break out or they really don't like the product. It doesn't matter because they are under contract. And in order for them to get that money, they have to talk about it. If I was in that position, because I had my cushy nine to five job and I had savings in the bank and I had like uh, financial security, I guess it was from, from saving my money that I would decline that. I would say, you know what? That's okay. Um, I'm not going to take this $800 deal, whatever it is. I'm just making up money. Um, because I am more worried about my credibility than I am about making this $800. And I, I, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm just lucky that I was in that position. I don't think it's necessarily luck. I honestly, not very smart at a lot of things, but I think it was a very smart move of me that I didn't depend just on that $800. I had the, the opportunity to say, uh, that's okay. I will forego this $800 because I'm more concerned about my credibility. Anyway, I already said that. Um, but okay, so so let's say with Kiehl's, right? And um, I don't really know if I should talk about like the, let's just say that with, with any brand, okay? They can come to an influencer and they will say, and again, I'm just making up numbers um, off the top of my head out of my ass. So they can say, hey, we will either give you $500 to post about this product 
Or we can give you an affiliate code. That affiliate code link, whatever, um, means that you will make commission off of how many people buy that particular product, okay? So a lot of brands say either or. So you choose, okay? You can either get this $500 or you can make the commission. So let's think about like someone who's famous, right? Has all these followers, but maybe they they don't, they're obviously, I would assume, not in their fucking DMs having conversations with these people. There's no real relationship. It's more just like a celebrity figure. Uh, a brand probably sees it as marketing, right? They are more, in my opinion, I I would assume that they're like, hey, I would rather you just pay me thousands and thousands of dollars to post about this product than me forego that amount and uh, choose the affiliate link. Because in all honesty, I would again assume these famous people don't really care how many of their following buys this product. They are more getting paid for being like a marketing advertisement for the brand. Does that make sense? So like, you know, I, I don't want to name names, but let's say like Shania Twain, right? Like she, and she starts posting about skinny tea. I love Shania Twain. I'm assuming she would never post about skinny tea, but maybe she would. She would, she is probably thinking, hey, I don't want to like worry about if my following fans, whatever it is, trust me to buy the skinny tea. I would rather just get paid up front um, and I'll talk about it. And if I never talk about it again, then I don't give a crap because I don't care. I don't, I don't make my money off of these people buying things. I make money off of being like a brand advertisement, if that makes sense. And that's where brands are going these days, right? They see micro influencers and they're like, oh, okay, I just want to use this person as an advertisement tool vehicle, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, so that's what they're paying for. Does this make sense? So for full transparency, I've been in that position. And, and I'll say this too, a lot of brands do both. They're like, you know, um, I'll talk about insights in a second, but they see our, see someone's insights and they're like, oh crap, like, all right, we'll, we'll do both. We'll give you the money up front and we'll give you this affiliate code, which, sorry, I didn't explain this. When you have an affiliate code, it means that you make a percentage off of the sale. So I'll tell you, <laughs> it's very low. Um, so that's like what Like to Know It is, right? If I post something on Like to Know It from Target, by the way, Target sucks at affiliate codes. They pay nothing. So when I moved into my new house, I had all this stuff from Target and I would link it. And you make literally pennies, like cents. So a lot of it is about volume. But anyway, um, but like if I posted, you know, a cutting board that was $25 from Target, if you go and buy it, I literally would make like 10 cents. Uh, it's so bad. But there's other brands that pay way more. Um, and then there's like new skin that pays up to freaking 40%. You know what I mean? Like there's just all these different uh, ways that companies do this. So, uh, but I will say I've been in many situations, not many situations, that's a lie, a few situations where I've been given the opportunity or given the choice of either, Hey, we'll pay you up front, or you can choose to make the money with an affiliate code. I make way more money transparently with the affiliate codes 
uh, and not taking the money up front, I make more than they're offering up front in the affiliate codes because my people trust me. Because they believe what I say, because I'm not out here shipping, schlepping, whatever the word is, skinny tea. I'm talking about things that I also don't love. Um, And I'm only talking about things that I like. Because in my mind, my, what I don't ever, ever want to happen is that somebody thinks that I'm talking about something because it makes me money. Like that is the last thing that I would ever want. It's amazing. Like what a beautiful career that I have that the things that I do love and talk about, I can make money off of. Like that is incredible. Like literally a dream life, a dream job. Can't believe that this is actually my life. But like I'm sitting here looking at a lamp that I really don't love from Target. Um, But if I did love that lamp and I linked it, I could make money off of that, off of recommending products that I love because my people trust me. I get to talk to incredible people all day fucking long in my DMs. I get to hear all these crazy stories, give advice, get advice. And it's just like the most beautiful dream life I've ever even fucking didn't even know existed. Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, back to insights. Okay. This is not new, new to me because I recently learned it in the last couple of years, but What, um, you know how, I think it's changed and I'm glad, but brands used to literally look at influencers and just look at their following count. Okay. So they'd say like, if I had 27,000 and someone else had a hundred thousand, they'd be like, oh, fuck Gretchen. Let's go with this a hundred thousand following people. Okay. But then what started to happen is people started to buy their following, You can 1000% tell when people um, buy their following. I remember there was actually this one girl who, um, when I started talking about like an MLM, this was like a year and a half ago, she like screen recorded everything that I said and then like bashed me on her stories. And she's like, this bitch is psycho, blah, blah, blah. Like she likes MLMs, like what a fucking scam, like all this stuff. And then she's like, I'm gonna, I guess there's like websites where you can look into people's following and see the percentage that is like real versus fake. And she's like live on her Instagram with her little like cult following of weirdos. And she's like, I'm gonna look into this girl's insights uh, or following. Cause I bet they're all fucking fake. And then she's like her face. When my friend found it and screen recorded it for me. Um, but she's like, oh fuck, like all of her followers are real. And I was like, <laughs> anyway, people who spend their time doing that make me giggle. Um, but anyway. So what um, you can do now with uh, with um, Instagram and you can go to like insights. I think you have to have a business or a creator account. Not totally fucking sure. But brands nowadays ask for your insights, which means like your engagement rate, where your followers live. Like there's literally graphs that come directly from your Instagram page that pretty much say like, hey, I live in the United States, but 99% of my followers like live in the Philippines. Um, And I have 10,000 followers, but I get like three likes and one comment on my Instagram feed post. Like that is a telltale sign that perhaps someone has purchased followers and they are bots because bots do not engage, bots do not comment, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, what was I gonna say? So that's a great thing for uh, people who, in my opinion, do Instagram building the correct 
way. Um, and they really look at that, right? So they're saying, okay, you only have, not only 27,000 is a lot of followers. Um, and I'm so fucking grateful for it, obviously, but they say, oh, okay, out of 27,000 of them, this is your like, uh, engagement rate. This is your, um, percentage of, people who engage with you. This is where they live. This is uh, their male versus women. That's another thing. So many um, beautiful women, right? Love, 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 love them. But 90% of their following is men, okay? Because of whatever reason. So maybe, I don't mean to, this is not me stereotyping at all. This is maybe just an example. Let's say someone's a bikini model and um, they just happen to have 90% of their following is men. Well, what happens is a brand, like let's say um, something for women, let's say like a, oh my God, I don't know, a makeup company goes to this person with 100,000 followers, not knowing that 90% of their following is men, okay? So they go and they're talking about makeup. Hey, we'll pay you X amount to post about this, but then the brand gets like 0% ROI, 0% return on investment. So they don't, none of the, this 100,000 bikini model person doesn't sell any of the makeup brand because they um, have 90% male following. So then let's say that this brand paid the 100,000 bikini model $5,000. Well, now when they come and they look at someone like me who only has 27, they're like, oh, okay, we'll give you $20 to post about this. Not knowing that, and I mean this again, so humbly, but I've had people look at my insights and be like, holy fuck, like you have better insights than Laura Beverlin. I don't know if you know who Laura Beverlin is. She has like one point something million followers. Um, I had a brand that I'm actually working with on a deal right now. And they're, they have worked with Laura Beverlin before. And they're like, your insights are fucking insane. I'm like, thank you so much. I'm so proud of that. And I'm, I'm so much more the fuck proud of my engagement with my people and that they trust me and that they want, like the fact that people want to talk to me blows my mind every fucking day anyway, but that is what is important. And so anyway, this podcast, this episode is for people who want to like, grow organically and grow in my opinion, the correct way, because so many people care about the following number when truly like, it's exciting, right? I remember when I hit 10 K, like I threw a fucking party for myself and I'm like, this is so incredible. Like it is so awesome because it's 10,000 people who want to be there. And that is so like, Everything makes me emotional, obviously, but it's just so special that like 10,000 people would want to hear what I have to say. Maybe some of them make fun of me. I don't give a fuck, but like they want to be there. You know what I mean? And it's like such a choice and people have the choice. Like they can choose who they want to consume, choose what they want to listen to. The fact that you're listening to this podcast like is literally the Biggest dream I didn't even know that was possible to dream. You, God, that sounds so fucking corny. Anyway, um, let me pause this and think about if I've said everything that I want to say. Hold on. Mm, okay, it took five minutes to think about it. And no, I didn't listen back to this. So <laughs> it all made sense. 
Someone said uh, last week they like loved my recap and how organized I sounded in my uh, grit grind sales episode. And I was like, that's incredible. Don't get used to it because that was the one and only time I wrote something down. So, but here's my recap. Henry, give me a second. Fuck. Um, my recap on, and if I could like Simpsonize, no, summarize, God, uh, Hey Grudge, why do you, how do you think your Instagram has grown as quickly as it has? You were able to quit your nine to five job in the middle of a global pandemic. Um, why do you think that? I truly think it's because my main focus, like it's, it's almost like an insecurity of mine is Am I adding value to someone's life by sharing what I choose to share? And I feel like some people get overwhelmed with that and I totally get it. They're like, oh my gosh, like I don't have anything of value to share. Of course you do. Like people scroll, like I'm always thinking this, that like sometimes people get on Instagram because they're having a terrible fucking day and you can be the person that they relate to, or you can be the person that makes them giggle. You could make the, you could be the reason that someone is just distracted, right? By something like that is adding value. So whether it's you filming a workout, like maybe that inspires someone to go and work out and they're all, and they're thinking about you in the back of their head. Like, thank goodness I saw that girl's post. I'm so grateful for that. Um, I'm glad that, you know, I had that push and maybe they never tell you that, but that's happening all day long. Maybe someone was having a terrible day. They, someone called them ugly, um, and they get on your stories and you make them laugh or you're showing like an ugly side of yourself, right? Like I've talked about that before. Like we're all fucking ugly. Like I am so ugly, like 90 5% of the time. And that is, well, I'm not saying that everyone's ugly 95% of the time, but like that is just real life and people need that. And I always, I, I always say, I always say, which has got to be so fucking annoying. Um, but everyone has some sort of value to add. Everyone has something to share. There are people who are looking for someone like you to relate to, to hear from, to hear their opinion about something. Like during the pandemic, single as fuck, lived in my own four walls, talked to my motherfucking self. And that's when my Instagram was growing the most, right? If you're an OG, you remember when I did the steps for sanity, that was such a awesome thing to see. And then like for the, um, we did the help for families where like we raised the money for the families who were severely impacted by the pandemic. Um, that's, it was just such an awesome uh, experience to like witness a community of people coming to get anyway. So there's just so many things that you can add value to people's life. And I think it's a beautiful thing about social media is you can do it all from the comfort of your own home, looking ugly as fuck in your three-day-old t-shirt. Um, so anyway, I hope that that helped someone. I think that it's a cool conversation to have. I think that people do it differently, have been very successful doing differently. This is just my experience, my advice, 
I'm going to go shower. And uh, if I come up with anything else, I'll let you know. But that's kind of my uh, thought process on organically growing an Instagram. Hope that was a nice recap for you, Ashley. Um, had a deep, not deep, had a long conversation with you about how great my recap was. So um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, you can. It's at GB Clark. Uh, have, if you are a female, have a um, Facebook group that you can join where we just talk about everything and anything. And um, that's it. Still working on my website. I'm slow as fuck. And uh, Angie, my website designer, probably wants to kill me. But hope you guys have a great 4th of July. Everyone stay safe. Celebrate America. I love you guys. Bye.